Welcome to Thriller Premium. Welcome to Thriller Premium. Research, reporting, industry analysis, information, and tokenomics. Welcome to Thriller Insights. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from around the world, welcome back to another exciting episode of Thriller Insights. My name is Car Gonzalez. We're broadcasting live from Austin, Texas. That's right. So I'm enjoying my weekend and I go on crypto Twitter like I sometimes do. And there's just so many people out there just so bearish right now. I mean, we, we look at Bitcoin right now. It's it's currently plummeting, right? It's uh, down nearly 4% um, at around uh, 94.82. But in the grand scheme of things, this, I mean, this isn't significantly down from 24 hours ago. I mean, we were at 10,200. We're about to, you know, go up another leg, as they would say. But this drop has kind of formed this kind of bearish outlook here in the short term amongst uh, crypto analysts out there and other crypto traders. And to me, I just don't understand that logic. And that's why I want to talk about something that is vast really, really important, especially in this day and age where we are now. I think it's safe to say that Bitcoin 365 days from now, a year from now, will be up and it will be at an all time high. You know, whether that all time high comes next year or later this year, it's it's a safe bet to assume that Bitcoin will be a lot higher than nine thousand four hundred and fifty dollars right now. Right. I mean, that's not <laughs> that's not a huge assumption. Right. And the one thing that most people don't realize in this space is that there's a lot of a sentiment in regards to trying to get BTC to fall. It's almost like watching dominoes. Right. You get one pundit talking about how BTC is going to fall. Next one talks about it. Before you know it, it spreads like wildfire. Right. Kind of very similar to when you see um, BitMEX longs and shorts get liquidated. And this is exactly what happens here today. Uh, you, you get a nice spike up to retest those uh, resistance levels. It falls back down to 9,400 and everybody screams, oh my God, this is the end. <laughs> this is where we're, we're gonna go back down further pegs. And, and that's okay. Because one thing about Bitcoin and one thing about this cryptocurrency market is there's volatility. And that's what makes it such a great market, to be honest with you. It's 24 hours, it's 365, it's seven days a week. It never stops, it never sleeps. It just keeps, keeps going, it keeps ticking every 10 minutes. And of course, we know the amount of bullish news out there. Back just launched their user acceptance testing here on Monday. We got TD Ameritrade setting up futures contracts, right? We have them as a custodial exchange for institutional investors who want to jump in. We got a lot of bullish, bullish ideas, companies, projects out there building out this platform much more than we had in, in 2017, to be quite honest. This is before we had Square. This is before we had the Coinbase that we have now, which is like really legitimate and really a good place to onboard new users. Like the Coinbase back then was just terrible. I wasn't a fan. You know, this is, this is a space that's completely different than where it was in 2017. And even in 2015, I remember buying, local, buying Bitcoin from localbitcoin.com. 
This is before they had KYC and AML. You could just go to local Bitcoin and buy some Bitcoin. This is how far we've come here in the span of what seems like two years, three years, four years. And we went pretty far, ladies and gentlemen. And there's a lot of on-ramps into Bitcoin at this point. And so there's only one person who I really, really listen to when it comes to seeing the macro trends from the micro trends in Bitcoin and in this space. And that's Travis Kling. And he goes and he talks about these macroeconomics. Check it out. Look, sometimes it's easy to lose sight of the forest through the trees. And um, right now, I think it's important to take a step back and realize that in the last seven days, you have the chairman of the Federal Reserve um, testifying in front of Congress, talking at length about uh, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. You have uh, the president of the United States tweeting that he's, quote, not a fan of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and that their value is based on thin air. Uh, you have the Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin giving uh, um, uh, formal comments, talking at length about cryptocurrencies. And you have uh, Facebook in front of Congress um, uh, giving multiple hours talking about their new cryptocurrency project. All of that has happened in the last seven days. So that's just, a, a, you know, if you told me two years ago that that, that, that that was what was gonna happen in the last week, I mean, you wouldn't have believed it, right? But, but that's where we're sitting right now. So, so in the near term, Bitcoin's primary use case is not as a method of exchange. Right, it's, right. As a, it's, it's as a store of value. And, and, and the way that I always like to talk about it is Bitcoin is, is too good of a store of value right now to be a method of exchange right now. Um, the, 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 the expected price increase for, for Bitcoin is just um, it's too compelling right now that you don't want to spend it because you end up being like the, the Bitcoin pizza guy, right? That paid 10,000 BTC for a pizza and nobody wants to end up being that guy. Okay. And, and, and so, so now Libra does provide this sort of, look, it's like Venmo for the world is like a very simplistic way to totally. think about yep. it. Um, it. It is a method of exchange. It's backed by a basket of uh, fiat currencies. That's that's the underlying for, for the Libra currency. And in the same way that uh, uh, the price of the US dollar has been plummeting against Bitcoin since Bitcoin was launched 10 plus years ago, it's a re completely reasonable expectation that the, the price of Libra is going to also plummet relative to Bitcoin once Libra gets launched. Bitcoin is a risk asset, um, but it's a risk asset with a specific set of investment characteristics that become increasingly more attractive the more irresponsible monetary and fiscal policies become. And again, thinking about the forest through the trees, when you take a step back and look at the incremental uh, developments that have happened with monetary and fiscal policies, um, globally, not just the United States, globally, um, it is uh, undoubtedly the case that um, a hedge against that, an insurance policy against that is more needed today in the middle of July than was needed January 1st of this year. And he's exactly right. Make no mistakes. Th this, this world has gotten crazier <laughs> throughout 2019, right? Politics aside, I mean, th this is just, it's gone kind of scary out there. You know, the U.S. gross domestic product last quarter was at 3.1%. This quarter, it's at 2.1%. Uh, 
It's obvious the economy and probably the global economy is slowing down. It's likely why the Fed is expected to move ahead to cut interest rates by a quarter point um, this Wednesday. So so the last time they did this was in 2008. That was like almost, you know, over 10 years ago. And, you know, one of the serious downsides in dropping interest rates, especially ones that are already low, is that, of course, it's going to give enthusiasm and uh, a sense of like accomplishment to Wall Street, um, especially for our nation's capital, for the interest rate cut. But that's expected. Right. But um, this also poses dangers to individual and institutional investors out there who feel compelled to now buy stocks that are already at all time highs. And um, there's no actual, you know, true thing that we can point to that says you're going to get a decent uh, return on those. You know, so for me personally, I don't see how people can be out there and have a negative view towards Bitcoin uh, here in the short term. I think it's probably the safest thing to get into right now, to be quite honest with you. But some key insights to this is these interest rates, right? And so what I would say here in the short term, if we see some volatility back down to 7K or 8K, I'm not wavering from my position and I'm not willing to sell or do anything like that at this point because I'm not sure what's going to happen here in the global uh, macroeconomic state that we're in here. Um, I don't know what's going to happen that's going to trigger a run back up on the other side. So. Currently, right now, I'm 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 safe. <laughs> I'm safe with my with my BTC going down. You know, seven hundred dollars. Okay, with that, let's get into coin analysis. That's right. We're talking Bitcoin, and we're talking about this drop and what it means here in the short term. So we're talking Bitcoin, baby, here in Coin Analysis. I do want to mention, though, Litecoin is having their block reward cut in half here in eight days. That's on August 5th. So that's something to put on your calendar, right? Okay, so let's talk about this pullback, right? We recently shot up here to 10,400, and that was uh, kind of a kind of a blip in a, in a weird way because we had we had went down I believe it was like 9400 and we shot back up to 10,400 that was a blip and then we crashed back down to around 91 and a lot of people were kind of freaking out about that right it's scary when you see those kind of elevator drops right but here in the short term right now we're at 9487 I think it's, it's a safe bet to assume that we're probably going to retest that resistance level at 9171 so we'll probably retest that 9100 dollar level and then at that point, where are we headed from there? Well, we're really in this kind of space here where it's at 7,700 uh, and right about underneath about 8,700 for this kind of like gray wash area, right? So do we think do we think that we're going to head it back down there? Well, a lot of people do out there. A lot of people think that we're headed back down to 7,800, 8K to retest those levels. 
I frankly don't find that um, shorting here in the short term, Bitcoin is a safe bet. Um, specifically because we saw that run up really high, right? FOMO is one of the biggest factors to that. And what happens here, because there's a lot of good news out there, right? There's just so much good Bitcoin news that's come out here in the past two months that we've been talking about. It's just exceptional news. And I should know, I follow the space very closely and it hasn't always been this so good news worthy stuff when it comes to Bitcoin, right? So what I'm saying here is me personally, I wouldn't, I would find it really, really uh, tough to, to set a stop loss for myself at uh, 9,100 uh, and then for it to drop back down to 8,000 and then buy in at 8,000. Like for me, I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that trade just because I know all the factors that are at play right now. And I, I'm, I'm expecting for Bitcoin to, to go up at least 2x here by the end of the year. Right. So I don't feel comfortable making that trade and, 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 and gambling that 2x. Do you know what I'm saying? So I understand where the sentiment comes from. I understand for daily traders, this makes sense. But for me, who is looking at this asset uh, long term, uh, it's not it's not looking to sell anytime soon. Again, every case, everybody's case is different. So I'm going to kind of break it down for you. If you're looking for short-term trading, yes, of course, setting a stop loss at $9,100 and for it, for it to fall between $7,800 and $8,400 is probably a good place to buy back in at that point, right? And then at that point, if it's gonna fall below that, it's gonna fall below the $5,000 mark, right? You're gonna be between this $4,500 level to $5,000 level. And those are good places to, to measure, right? But if we go back down to that $7,800 level, we're going to see that's a 50% drop from where we were at the very peak at 14K here in, in June. So that's what I'm trying to say. Do I feel comfortable making that trade? No, I don't. But do I understand that other people do feel comfortable making that trade? Absolutely. So that's where it's headed. It's headed in those two directions. Now, what do I think is really going to happen? I don't know. I, I think we're going to go sideways for a little bit. And I think it's going to go like the way it has been going, where we're going sideways for a month and it literally has only dropped, you know, $2,000, the price of BTC. So I could totally see us go into August and September and and fall probably fall back down to 7K by the end of September, right? Like I could see that kind of like, you know, fall. I could see it go from where we are at now at 9,400 and fall back down to, you know, just above 7K right right before the end of September. That's what I think is going to happen, right? And then I could totally see it go parabolic from 7K to 14K and, and, and you know, in a week or something like that, because that's what Bitcoin does, right? So these these scenarios, I could totally see the scenario where most people are talking about that we're headed back down to this level, I just think it's going to take a lot longer to get there. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't foresee us getting back down to 7K or 8K 
you know, here in, in, the, in the next, um, you know, week or so, I would say that's going to at least take another month or so if, if we are headed back down there. Just because there's so much there's so much going for Bitcoin right now. It's such a great store of value, like Travis Kling was saying here earlier. And seeing his talk here at Ethereal Summit earlier this year in New York really changed my mindset when it comes to how institutions are really looking at this space. And I'm just not willing to take, you know, my Bitcoin and put it on the open market and and sell you know, and then try to buy back in. I just, I just don't feel comfortable doing that. Um, and uh, everybody is their own person. So you have to make your best decision for yourself and your family. But I will say that's what I'm expecting. That's what I think is really going to happen. I think we're going to go, you know, from this kind of what we've been doing, kind of go from this like 9K level to probably like just above 7K by the end of September. And then I think October will probably take, take us up another peg, right? We'll probably go back up in October. Um, do I want it to go like that? No, <laughs> absolutely not. I'd rather I'd rather it go the way I kind of had planned. Right. We had the Litecoin happening. Right. And then Bitcoin goes from where we are now. It goes back above 10K. and We start trading this 10K range to 11K. And then September comes around. We go back to 12, 12K, 14K. And then comes October, October, November, December. Those are really great months for Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Then we start seeing, you know, this bull run into December, into January, and then we see all the losses. Uh, you know, people start selling in, in January 07, right? January 7th. So that's what I that's what I was hoping for. <laughs> but it never turns out the way you want to. So um, those are my kind of two scenarios for you. Just to recap, I think, you know, if we do go lower, it's going to go to those re that resistance of 50% drop, and that's going to be between the 7800 and $8,400, $8,500 range. If we, if we do end up getting there, I personally don't think it's going to happen until the end of September. Most, uh, most others out there you listen to, they'll say it's going to happen in a week or so just to scare you into FOMO selling. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to take a lot more time than that. Um, and then, and then, you know, Going sideways like this is not a bad thing. I personally like buying Bitcoin right now at under 10K. I like buying Ethereum, you know, underneath $220 for me. That's still a steal because I know I'm going to 2X, you know, here pretty soon. So I'm not worried about those as, uh, as, as uh, you know, a loss or anything like that in the short term. Uh, I'm, when people are scared, that's when I want to buy. And, and that's what I'm continuously will continue to do because that's how I was able to make, you know, actually 3x here short term Litecoin when people were scared of Litecoin because it was at $28. People thought I was going to go back down to $8, $10. And sure enough, it shot up to $90 and I sold. And so some people were like, well, you should have waited to 150 But I was like, I'm not greedy. <laughs> right. And this market, it really tests your greed. And sometimes, you see this drop and you hear everybody talking about it and you can jump on that case, right? You can jump on that stop loss at $9,100 and take it down to $7,000, $7,100 and then buy back in and make a, a lot more BTC. But what people don't tell you is that that probably that time span is going to be the most <laughs> the most frustrating time span because you're going to be sitting on the sidelines, right? Uh, unless you have a lot of money just to put, to put in there and, and gamble with, you're going to be sitting on the sidelines for at least a month and a half, maybe two months trying to buy back in at Bitcoin at, at just above 7K. So it really is a patience game if you're a trader and it really is uh, how strong is your um, is your greed, right? Because it tests it. Bitcoin tests that all the time. Okay, let's get into highly speculative, high reward coins. These are the ones that we really don't discuss anywhere just because it's, it's not safe to do this. Most people will call this shitcoin trading. <laughs> I don't I don't give it that. Uh, I'll, I'll say it's just really speculative assets. 
Let's do it. Speculative token analysis. These are future predictions. All right. So I'm going to keep this real brief and short just because there's really not a lot out there in the altcoin market to speculate on. Uh, frankly, I, I think it's it's not it's not a time to do this just yet, to be honest with you. If I'm being honest and completely transparent, this is not a time to be speculating on, on altcoins right now. Uh, this is a time to be accumulating Bitcoin and Ethereum, in my opinion. But with said that, because there's still people that want to know <laughs> what I'm looking at, even by saying those two things, they still want to say, oh, Car, well, you still should tell us what's going on. Yeah, I understand, right? I understand, but I'm telling you that because the vast majority of people that listen to this podcast uh, are expecting my transparency, expecting me to tell you what I really think, and that's what I really think. Bitcoin and Ethereum right now, don't speculate on these altcoins. But to the people that want to disregard that, this is what I'm looking at. Cardano, believe it or not. Uh, Cardano here in the short term is having some pretty good um, bullish indicators. So we got the Tokyo meetup, that's, Tokyo meetup that's coming up here next week. We also have a big thing coming up here on the 29th, and that's going to be the Testnet Genesis block. So IOHK will be restarting the Cardano Byron Testnet, and that'll be creating a fresh Genesis block. And uh, that's going to set to uh, spark off what people are, are hoping is going to be another run, right? Or at least a short-term run. Right now, if we look at Cardano, we can see that it's uh, currently at uh, $0.05. Cents. So with something like that, uh, it wouldn't be surprising, right? It wouldn't be surprising to see it go up a couple cents or something like that. There's a lot. There, one thing about Cardano here that I have noticed over the past three years is that it's it's uh, it's its uh, community has gotten stronger and it's gotten bigger. Um, I haven't really looked into the, the the amount of development that's going that's taking place, you know, um, besides what IOHK and the Cardano uh, uh, project are doing on its own. I'm talking about just, you know, developers out there in the space. I haven't really looked into that just yet. But I will say, though, here in the short term, those two things are, are, are something that I would be looking at as a as a ramping off point. Another thing that I'm looking at here too as well is 0x. And you know I'm always going to be talking about 0x just because I think it's one of the most uh, um, one of the most interesting and probably uh, if, if, I, if I had to pick four or five cryptos and if I'm betting here in the next you know three to five years what's going to have the, the most tremendous amount of value, I would put 0x in that group, right? Um, and right now it's at 22 cents. They're they're casting their vote to to add support for ERC 1155, and this is going to be a big thing here in that ecosystem. So do I think it's going to you know cause it to rise up? I don't know, but it wouldn't be surprising to see it go up a couple cents or maybe even a cent or so, uh, and that's zero X. Okay, and I, I think that's all I got. The other coins that you know that I'm kind of looking at are Tomo, but those you have to go on some really shady exchanges and, and to buy them, and it's just not worth it. But Tomo is one that's already kind of pricing up here. Um, Tomo chain is is is, going, is already up four percent on the day, so it's it's one of those where yes, it, it probably will continuously go up just because of the amount of uh, 
of, of kind of anticipation and this whole kind of proof of stake that they're going to be implementing, um, you know, on KuCoin. So yes, that's a, that's a possibility with that. But at the same time, to me, that's not worth chasing just because the exchanges that they're on are really suspect, right? Uh, there's no reputable exchange on there. Uh, the the only the only the only exchange that I see on there is the Binance Dex, and to me, I'm staying away from that just in general. But you know, that's one that's really speculative. But that is one that's running up, uh, so I will mention that. Uh, other than that, that's all I really see is just those three. So zero X for sure, Cardano for sure here in the short term, and then Tomo. Uh, but that one's really really shaky. Um, so. That's that's what I'm calling highly speculative, highly, uh, you know, stay away from them. But if you're really if you're really somebody who likes to likes to gamble, those are the ones that I would gamble on. But again, that's just uh, that's just nuts. You're nuts if you're doing that. You're nuts. You know, there's so many people out there in this space, and uh, one of the people that uh, I had a pleasure of watching over this last uh, 12 months to 18 months is Tyler Jenks. Uh, he passed away this this week, and uh, he was somebody that was um, very true to the core of Bitcoin, and uh, he was always on Tone Bay's channel. Uh, but little by little, I was able to watch him here on his own channel on YouTube. And uh, hearing about his passing uh, just makes me rethink what we're doing here in this space and why it's important to make sure that we're sharing the knowledge and sharing future um, generations and people what it means to be in this space. Rest in peace, Tyler Chance.